0: Hey, 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 closet busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, bold move expert and coming out coach. And I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab a hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family, it is time once again for another episode of Life Uncloseted, and you know what? It is something when you finally take that bold step to turn your entire world inside out, go do something you've been desiring to do, I don't care if it's coming out of the closet, Traveling the world, leaving a job, getting out of a relationship, losing some weight, it is amazing. And you know what? Life will always keep you moving along if you honor those things that you really, really want to do. And today I'm so excited to bring you one of my good friends who we have met through a number of different connections, but mostly because we have taken bold steps to go to some interesting conferences and camps and stuff together and allow ourselves to be out there and playing boldly. And I have to say I'm so proud of this gal because she has taken a really big, bold step to just truly be who she is. She's coming to us live from Spain right now. Her name is Vanessa Thark. She is a schoolteacher, but she is so much more than that because she walked away from that work and said, I'm going to go find myself, do the thing I'm being called to do, and just truly taking that step was a biggie. And I remember the day I got her email saying, I'm making my bold move. And I was like, so excited. So before we get too deep in this, I want to welcome my good friend, Vanessa Tharp and say, thank you for being a bold move maker and stepping into truly living your life on closet girlfriend. I'm so happy for you.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Rick. You know, I'm really grateful to be here. And honestly, it's friends like you who encourage me to make these steps. And so thank you for being a part of my journey as well.
0: And you know what? I think that's one of the things that's probably most important when you go to make this big step and we'll get into it. But you need to surround yourself with people who are going to be your cheerleaders. Don't you think that's true?
1: Oh, definitely. You know, I would say that I am always people's cheerleaders and champion. It's something I pride myself in. Um, but I've really done a pretty darn good job the last few years and honestly, most of my life of surrounding myself with people who support me, you know, unconditionally and, and they encourage me and they really know that even though they might not be doing some crazy big bold move like quitting their job or traveling the world by themselves, um, they still have my back. And I think just the power of your community and your tribe speaks volumes for people to make these types of moves and steps in their life.
0: And I agree. And, you know, the thing is that I don't want anybody to think, okay, I got to have this supportive group that's always going to cheer me on and always be it. You need that piece too. But you also need people in that group that are going to go, okay, but let's think about this. Let's talk about this because you need some challenge along the way too. And I know over the last few years that I've known you as you've tried to land into, okay, what is this thing I'm going to do? You've been challenged by a few people to really think through this. So let's kind of talk about, you know, what is it like when you know you're going to go do something and then you start to get those challenges? What has it been like for you to have somebody challenge you and what have you learned from that?
1: Yeah, that is definitely something. I mean, challenges come up in all parts of our lives, and I think it's more about how do we handle those challenges. Um, while yes, I've had friends and family who've questioned me, or perhaps you know said, "Hey, have you thought about this? Or are you sure this is the right fit?" Um, my what's next is still in process, right? It's this moldable, palatable thing that we can, you know, I can continue to work on and and just experiment with. But the the one biggest challenge I've actually had this last year was um, a big toll on my health. My health just really um, was not going well. And I got a lot of care and different supportive practitioners, and I still wasn't getting better. And just my daily life, I was almost, you know, 15 years in the classroom um, as a high school leadership teacher, activities coordinator. And I love teaching. I love kids. Uh, It's a lot of fun, but it just had taken a toll on me. And so the biggest challenge I faced wasn't really a person, but it was my health and and how I wanted to keep living. And some ways was being not able to live the life I wanted due to my health.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think this is something that so, and one of the things I want to do is I want to take the bold move of trying to help break my habit of saying, I think, but that one I think I'm going to go with because I think this is one of the keys that people don't do. They don't listen to their own good thoughts in their head, their intuition, but they also don't listen to their body and our bodies, and I'll give you some inside scoop, folks that are listening. So Vanessa put a challenge out a couple of years ago, took a whole bunch of us through the whole 30 um, experience. If you don't know what whole 30 is, just go Google it. You can find everything. And what I loved about that whole experience, you know, no pun intended about the whole 30, but it was about listening to our bodies. And from that space, and and I'm handing this one to Vanessa for sure, I have pretty much 85 to 90% of the time now am very conscious about what I'm putting into my body because of having gone through that experience. And when people don't pay attention to this stuff, it's also what's going to keep you from being successful. It's what's going to keep you from feeling like you can give yourself permission to do stuff. It's going to be the thing that actually will add to the doubts that show up in most of our minds when your body isn't functioning the way that you need it to. Does that sound pretty familiar?
1: Definitely. You know, I'm so grateful that you joined in on that journey. And I too learned a lot doing Whole30 and helping people along in that process and still dabble with it a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think that it's funny because the first thing that so many of us give up is our health, whether Mm -hmm. that's our, our diet, whether that's our exercise, our stretching, our sleep, our stress levels. Um, it's so easy for so many of us, especially women, um, to just not take that as a priority and take care of ourselves. And I'm sick of doing that. It's, it is no longer, you know, like I am, I'm doing what I need to do for myself and strongly encouraging everybody I know and love. And if I don't know you, Mm -hmm. you know, encourage you as well to say, Hey, are you really your healthiest? Are you your happiest? How are you feeling? What's your energy like, you know? Is there something else calling you to do something different? If so, take a timeout, unplug, mm. and and ask yourself what what is next, what is better, what is what is working versus not working. You know, I've really tried not to put a better and worse, negative mm-hmm. and positive spin. Yep. But what is your life in your life is working for you, and what is not working? And then what can we do to keep doing what's working, and then address what is not working, and make make those bold moves to make all of your life working for you.
0: And I agree 100% because when we, we ask ourselves the positive, negative questions, we get stuck in that black and white thinking instead of going, what could work better? What is working and how do I keep that? In fact, somebody asked me the other day, I was doing an opening call with a potential client and they said, why do people come and work with you? And I always love that question because it is very subjective. It depends on what's going on for the person. But I said, you know, it's interesting because people will come to work with me because they're stuck. They will come to work with me because they keep wanting to do something kind of like Vanessa, not that we did some work together, but we did some calls together, you know, to help her like, oh, okay, let's get clear. And then there's those people who go, this, my life is really working and I want, I want some support in keeping it on track. It doesn't necessarily mean something's got to be wrong, but when you start to focus on what can I do to keep this momentum going, or you may be focusing on what do I need to do to get momentum going? It's amazing when you do everything that Vanessa just talked about, but also when you ask yourself one important question, why am I doing this? And I know for you, Vanessa, when you made this decision, which we haven't really talked about yet, to leave your job and to go travel the world on your own, I know you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but I want to dive right into that. There was some big whys behind that for you. So let's dive in. Let's talk about where, you know, how you got to this decision, what you did. I know you were an educator for many, many, many years, and suddenly here you did. You took the big, bold move. So just kind of start telling us the story.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. You know, I... I think that I've always had that wanderlust heart and spirit. Like I I was a geography major for crying out loud, like who majors in geography, right? I'm like, I want to learn about and see the whole world. There's so much there. I grew up in a really small town in Oregon, Oak Ridge, Oregon. It's beautiful. My parents still live there. And I've always been. Um, actually, I'm a multipotentialite, which is some new language um, that you should check out. And I yeah, don't have- so let's
0: let's stop right there because I know a <laughs> lot of our, a lot of my listeners are not gonna know what that word means. And I'd love to hear Vanessa's version of that.
1: Yeah, so a multi-potentialite is someone who has the potential, passion, and interest to do multiple things. Right? Um, when people are, you know, talking to little kids, they're like, "Hey, what do you want to do when you grow up?" and we expect one answer. And for some people, there is one answer. You want to be one thing. And that's super awesome. But for many of us who are multi-potentialites, there's many answers. And so someone like myself, I want to be a teacher. I want to be an event planner. I want to work with, with, fundraising and nonprofits. I want to be a travel tour guide. I could do many, many things and, and lucky enough to have those skills. And so, um, Emily Wapnick is a, um, woman who wrote about and runs an online community called the Putty Tribe, um, and talks more about, uh, multi potentialites and her book actually is how to be everything. So if that resonates Mm -hmm. with you, that might be something you should check out.
0: And I confess, uh, even this old dog at 55 years old, I really identify with this multi-potentialite. I didn't realize it really until I saw Vanessa's um, bio as I put it up for the show. And I've seen the word and I've heard the word. And I love how you just described it because that's me. I love being a podcaster. I love being a writer. I love coaching people. I love going and speaking at um, universities and colleges. I love guiding people through different stuff. I can't do just one thing. I that's why I left corporate America. I'm like, I can't be this branding guy. It's, I mean, yes, you, every, all of us are kind of multi-potentialites if we really step back. We don't just do one thing. But I think there are those of us who say, this is my path, this is what I do. And that's really good. But I invite everyone who is listening to what Vanessa and I are talking about here today to really think about, are you denying your multi-potentialite potential? because that may be exactly why you feel stuck. It may be why you're not pursuing your passion. It may be why you're avoiding doing the thing you're called to do because you don't realize, oh, that's actually who I am too. So um, all right, so back to regularly scheduled programming, back to Vanessa's story. So you came to this realization that you were multi-potentialite and...
1: And even though we might have our different things with labels, honestly, finding a label for it, I was like, oh, thank the Lord. Here we go. This is who I am, what I do. And luckily, I actually created a job. Um, for over a decade as a leadership teacher and activities coordinator and so on any given day I was wearing a number of hats I might be on the microphone in front of 2,000 kids I might be doing budgeting I might be out in the community I might be collaborating with other schools on a some sort of a gift drive right there was all these different things I got to throw big dances Um, I got help new students and I loved it and so so I definitely was getting satisfied but I was giving 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 working 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 and focused on everyone else but myself and so I had lived and worked in the Portland area for a long time Um, and then I kind of needed a break I stepped out to kind of the dream job up in the Seattle area at a Mm -hmm. high school and I loved it. I truly, my my last school, Skyline High School, it was an amazing place to be. Phenomenal staff, um, amazing kids, great community. And even though it was like the perfect dream job for me, I was still getting sick and I was stressed out and I was overworking myself and I wasn't having enough energy to have my social life or a dating life or anything like that. And so Unfortunately, like I mentioned, it was the ultimate, you know, turn of my health. Um, I got the Epstein-Barr virus, which is connected with mono. Mm -hmm. And that just kicked my butt. I'll be honest. Like that was, that was an exhaustion and tired. Like I know everybody I know is tired, but this was a whole new level. And so through that, I just kind of felt like I'd put myself up against the wall. Um, unfortunately, my dad passed away when I was almost 12 years old of a brain aneurysm. And I believe my dad was a multi-potentialite too. He was very successful, very driven. And um, I, I was like, wow, I'm just a couple years from 40. And My dad died at 47. Like this can't be it. Right. Like there has to be more. And with the love and support of some amazing friends, um, my family, my parents, um, my mom got remarried and, um, So they, they just all loved me and supported me and said, V, if you need to take a time out, if you need to step away, if you need, I will never be hungry. I will never be homeless. And, and they have just, you know, supported me in that decision. And I, I went and spoke to my principal and HR director and they were super supportive. And my principal actually, at the time, she's an amazing woman and strong leader. She just said, you know, in a way you're a victim of your own success. I I came to that school and transformed that culture. in just a few years. And yet the toll was on myself. And so once I kind of did that, it was shockingly easy. I was like, why did I wait so long to talk to these people and ask for help? And I think that I would imagine some of your listeners, they imagine those conversations, you know, with their boss, with their partner, with their family, yeah. whoever it might be as being so, so challenging. And we put all this exterior Um, worry and fear on it. And then once you actually have the courage to do it or the necessity or whatever pushes you to that point, or you get the courage to take those steps, it really was so um, loving and supportive and easy once I did that. And so that was kind of that point.
0: Yeah. But part of what you just brought up is realizing you can have these conversations, you can ask for help. And I find this all the time. And Mostly I work with men. And so I find it all the time with guys because, you know, the, the, the funny stories about guys will never ask, ask for directions. Well, guys will never ask for help either because they don't give themselves permission to say, okay, I can't do this. And each time I get to do some work with guys, and especially now that I'm starting to do some work with younger men, I find it so fascinating that the moment anybody gives themselves permission to do something and then gives themselves the grace to say, I need help. They're always shocked at how many people are like, yeah, sure. What, what do you need? You know, now this is a little bit different if you're constantly asking for help and leaning on people like so much that it's like, okay, there's, there's a difference there. But I think what we all miss is so many people are willing to step up. So many people are willing to listen. And I know in my own experience over the last couple of months, I've been leaning into some people because I've been kind of like, okay, I'm kind of done. I I don't know what's next. I don't know where I really want to go. And the more I've been able to have those conversations with people and say, I need some help is when I started actually listening to myself too and going, you need to ask these same questions of yourself. You need to say you need help. So that you can then do this with other people. So you started getting this help and that's when it seems like you kind of opened up. I still remember the email I I got from you. Like I'm making my big bold move. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know. I had some inklings, but you knew then that you were fully supported. So take us on to the next step that took you forward.
1: Yeah. So I definitely, you know, I thought about this for a long time. I thought about, you know, taking, taking a break and, and I finally did it. And it was, uh, the, the universe was not lost upon me. I called my mother and talked to her. And as soon as I talked to her, I called one of my best friends. Her name's Heidi. And Mm -hmm. Before the end of the conversation, Heidi goes, oh, by the way, my friends run this coffee company and um, they're looking for some help. So it's like I was already getting job offers. And it was (laughs) hilarious because um, I wasn't quitting because I needed a new job. I was quitting because I needed to take care of myself. And while it was really tempting to jump into other jobs and partnerships, I really took quite a few months um, to just... Slow down and be quiet and rest and heal myself. But I did appreciate the universe and my friend Heidi, amongst many other people, you know, throwing that job opportunity out there and saying, hey, there's still. You could do many things, Vanessa, and we're there to support you if you want to jump into anything like this. And so I spent the summer um, home with my parents, little town called Oak Ridge. We grew up on a lake on a mountain. I don't even really get great cell phone service or Internet there. It's hilarious. It's like one of the few places in the U.S. for that uh, case. And um, I went to a a conference that Rick and I both love, the World Domination Summit. Um, It's in Portland, Oregon every year and had a great experience there. And that's really where I came out as an experienced designer. Um, I started kind of telling people, listen, I love planning events and conferences, travel, workshops, courses, what do you need? And how can I partner with you? Because there's so many people like you, Rick, and, and I'm sure like many people we have friends in common who have gifts to, to give. And so I want to be that right-hand woman who helps people give those gifts. Mm -hmm. And while they're giving the gifts, I'm creating that magic container space, whatever it is so that they can focus on their craft and I can focus on helping them with the experience with their community. Mm -hmm. And so um, so, slowly. here's something
0: I noticed as you were talking through this. Um, sorry to interrupt, but there. I no, don't, no, no, no. Listeners get this piece. So, you talk about how you then can help people use their gifts and everything. But, something you said right before this whole thing is you quit because you needed to take care of yourself. And I want people to really kind of connect the dots here <laughs> because what Vanessa just talked about was I needed to take care of myself. And in stepping forward, And using her gifts to help other people is actually how she is taking care of herself. It's this interesting intersection that we come to, and I've seen this over and over again, especially in the work I do with people coming out of the closet, but now that I'm doing some work with men and helping them step into being their truest selves, not letting this masculine thing we're supposed to be drive us, when... People find this space of, oh, I take care of myself when I'm doing the thing I'm truly actually called to do. Stress levels go down.
1: Oh,
0: goodness, yes, they do. (laughs) It's it's crazy. And and it's amazing. And I will share with my audience that I haven't shared this over the past six months. I mean, I've talked about struggles and stuff and trying to find what's right. I have given myself full permission to take care of myself, and I have backed out of stuff. I've said, as far as speaking, I'm not sure where my next speaking gigs are going to come from, but I know this, I'm only going to stay on the West Coast. I don't need to go across the country. Now, if it's an opportunity, that's really good. Yes, I will do that. Uh, I love where I live, so I know that being home is really part of my joy but that doesn't mean I don't want to travel, but I'm really taking care of myself. I'm leaning into these things that I know are best for me. And in the past couple of weeks, I have literally started writing again, which is always a big joy for me. And it's also something that helps me reach people. So I'm bringing this full circle here as far as this part of the conversation, because I didn't want people to miss what you just so beautifully connected the dots on is when you take care of yourself, it's not just physical. It's not just what you eat. It's not just getting the sleep. It's not just surrounding yourself with people. It is also when you step into what you are meant to be doing on the planet, that becomes a huge way of taking care of yourself.
1: No, thank you for pausing and for elaborating on that because you really did hit the nail on the head there. And I used to kind of think, oh, it's that, you know, it's a little cliche or, you know, I am, I love teaching. I'm great at it. I am doing what I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to do, but but I'm still going to teach. It's just going to be on my terms and it's going to be in a different way. I'm still going to work with different people and putting ideas out into the world and creating experiences. Yep. It's going to just be where like currently, um, I'm living in Barcelona, Spain, right? right. And the people that I'm collaborating with and connecting with, you know, there's this insane beauty of the internet and all these apps and all of these things that we can mm-hmm. do we can jump on calls and we can still work and help and do that. And Mm so, um, it's, it is really learning. Um, what is your true self? I I just, uh, was explaining to Rick before we jumped on here that when I had made this trip, I bought a one-way ticket to Barcelona, got a great deal. was like, (laughs) heck yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to go to Portugal and I want to go to Croatia and you know, maybe I'll be back by Thanksgiving. And, um, I have learned that really, I like to just kind of get to a place and stay for a couple weeks or a couple months. And so I've actually found a long-term living situation here in Barcelona with a wonderful roommate, and he's an entrepreneur as well. And it really is, there's so much alignment. You can slow down and listen to your true calling, your true gifts, and then partnering with, you know, your best life. And being able to to kind of marry those two, and you'll know when you find it, you really yeah. will. And um, and so I, I am grateful that you paused and elaborated on that because I think that um, and a lot of it is experimenting, right? Like you
0: have of to, to move oh on and
1: go down the path and be like, um, oh nope, I don't want to do that, or yep. oh I. I want more of this in my life
0: right <laughs> yep, yep, I know and I and I know you've seen me go through the experimenting because we've been friends now for about four years and there's always something kind of new especially when we come to WDS I'm kind of got something new but what I'm realizing and you've just so beautifully shared is I'm truly it's kind of interesting I'm kind of coming back to center I uh, you know I started my whole life as the coming out coach guy and that was great that was like that is still at the you know at the soul of what I do But now that I'm starting to do this amazing work with men and helping them step into who they are, it is about men coming out, men in general coming out to be the man they want to be, not because somebody else tells them this is who they need to be, which is a coming out journey. And the more I get to do the work with men, the more excited I get. And no, it's It's not because I'm a horn dog and I'm gay and I love men. It's it's (laughs) that I want men to really own this beauty of what a man can be when they let go of the bullshit. And yeah, that's well, when you're lit up, when you are and, lit up, you can do anything.
1: And what you are now talking about and sharing is part of your multi-potential yep. personality, right? Yep. You're like, I love helping with, you know, people coming out and, and that's where a gift is. I also now in this other, you know, just a little bit to the right, a little bit yep. to the left of that, love helping men in this journey and coming out with their own version of masculinity mm-hmm. and who they are. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, And, and so it's, it's really awesome as people can evolve. And, you know, you can, you can jump back and forth. We make the rules. That's the beauty. This is, we make the rules and it's about finding people who support you. You know, I, I have zero intentions to advertise that I'm an experienced designer. I trust in the universe that the partnerships that I will need, I already have several clients. I have a couple more people I'm talking about working with. Um, they're going to come to me through the people that we know and the power yeah. of connection, right? Yep. I don't need to be out there. It's not about the hustle and the work, 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 hustle. I did that. I did that life and it burnt me out. It kicked my butt and and I'm over it. I'm doing a life now where I can be indica- indip- blah, 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 sorry, <laughs> location independent, yep. right? um i can be location independent i can spend a good chunk of time back in oregon with my friends with my family um i'm a very proud auntie v Mm -hmm. and have many, many of my friends, kids and nieces and nephews that I just adore and spend time with them. And then when it gets gray and rainy and cold, I can go anywhere else in the world and I can learn about, you know, different people. And, and has also, you know, made me realize how much I believe in the power of community and being able to have those people in my life and create those people like tomorrow of all places. I'm like in Barcelona Mm -hmm. Hosting a girls of Barcelona of a Facebook group coffee date. I I know zero people Mm -hmm. who will be there, but nine different women are gonna show up and have coffee with me just because I put it out there like, hey, who wants to grab coffee? This is the neighborhood I live in.
0: And that's the beauty of when you realize you make the rules. Anything is possible. You know, I just ran a couple of men's groups for the last couple of months trying to do some work with guys and didn't get a lot of response. And I'm like, that's okay. I made the rules and said we're done for now. This isn't supposed to be happening. But what is supposed to be happening is whatever's next on my agenda. And it's so beautiful when you embrace this you make the rules peace in life. It doesn't mean you have to go across the world and do something like Vanessa's doing. It doesn't mean that you do five different things like both Vanessa and I are doing. It could mean You love showing up at the office and doing your thing and being in community in an office environment and knowing that you just go do your thing, you come home and then you spend time with your family. It is whatever the rules are that you make But the key to this, and I hope everybody really, really hears this, is you make the rules for you. When you embrace that peace, trust us, life becomes a whole different ballgame.
1: And you can make new rules. You know, what worked for you 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, three months ago, it might not work now. And so embrace those new steps and try that. You know, I, I have a dear friend, um, his name's Stephen Worley, and uh, yep. he works with Life Skills That Matter, great podcast as well. Yep. And um, Stephen framed this to me recently that he loves it when people unsubscribe from his email, because what mm-hmm. that means is they, he knows exactly who he wants to work with, what he wants to do, and if they unsubscribe, uh, you know, or if they unfollow you on Facebook, whatever it is, that's fine because he already has his people. And so you want people in your life, going back to that community, going yep. back to the friendships, relationships, who you work with, who they, they get who you are, they support unconditionally, and they say, hey, I'm, I'm still subscribing. I'm still in, mm-hmm. and I think that we're so. Um, th- I really, truly believe that we can. We only have a capacity for so much in our life. Some of yes. us run on very high frequencies. Some of us slow. But you really must shut some doors to open other doors of possibility. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary to shut that door because you yep. think, "What if I can never open it again?" Or what? Yep. You know what? No, shut that door into that relationship. Make that change. Make that decision and take that step. Because by stepping forward, more opportunities and paths and doors will open.
0: And you know what? This podcast is actually a very good example of the shutting the door thing because a year, <laughs> it's been so long now. I don't remember. I'm going to say it's been about a year ago. Yeah. Cause it would have been October, November last year. I made the decision to change the name of the podcast from the coming out lounge to life Uncloseted. And it was a heart wrenching decision because I thought, Oh my God, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to step away. I'm going to lose listeners. You know, the LGBT community is going to think I've turned my back on them, even though every month we have at least one, sometimes two, sometimes the whole month is full of LGBTQ stories. And what is beautiful, in fact, I just got off a call with my podcast um, hosting company that they've put some new standards in play because they have to um, regarding downloads and stuff. It's an international law of how downloads and stuff get uh, measured now. Nothing's changed. In fact, if anything, I actually think I've gained more people who are listening because the content is about, everyone has a bold move they wanna make. Everybody wants to live their life on closet in some way. And everybody wants to come out and who better than to teach people how to do this than sharing some stories about the LGBTQ community, but also finding people like Vanessa who are saying, yeah, I came out of the closet and said, I'm gonna go do this instead of this. I'm gonna make my own rules. I'm gonna be able to create new rules along the way. That's how we move forward. And I love, love, love when I get to have conversations like this because it proves the point that everybody's got a closet. Everybody wants to make a bold move and everybody wants to live life on their terms. So I'm curious, Vanessa, um, you've been doing this now. You made the bold move. (laughs) You've been traveling for a couple of months now. I'm curious, what's something you've really learned about yourself? that you'd be willing to share with the audience?
1: Well, that's a great question. You know, I think that I've learned a couple things. One, I'm definitely a lifelong learner. I love to just like go somewhere, soak up the culture, the history, learn about, you know, why things are the way they are. So I take that lens with me often and I Mm -hmm. love it. I hope I don't lose it. Um, And then I've really learned the power of community. I I just cannot stress that. and whether it's joining a meetup, whether it's taking the initiative and planning a coffee date you know, on your own, mm-hmm. hoping people yeah. show up in Barcelona. Um, and I've joined a couple other communities. Um, there's a location independent community, there's a putty tribe community, I'm in a mastermind. Um, and all of those things besides, um, you know, we've talked about uh, Camp Good Life Project by John yeah, Fields yeah. and World Domination Summit. Those are people who are thinking and acting and living in alignment in the same realm as me. And that's the people I want in my life. You know, I, there's all these people like, oh, I unfriended this person on Facebook or I did that or this and, and it's totally okay to eliminate people. But for me, I just focus on the people I want to be around more. I want to follow them more. I want to have conversations with them, right? And the more that I can structure my day, my week to connect with people like you and people from those other communities. the better my day is, the better my life is. I get inspired. I get, ter- you know, told about a TED talk or a book, or right. just have people who understand um, the place that I'm in. It really, um, I think that that uh, when I would get when I was back in in <laughs> my old life, right mm-hmm. before I came out of the closet. Yep. Yep um, the, I would get so stressed and so tired and I was cranky and I was miserable at times, you know, mm-hmm. not most, not all the time, but at times that I wouldn't want to talk to anybody because I thought, Oh, I'm just going to be negative or complain. And that's not really who I am. And, and I think the more that you can just be authentic and show up the good, the bad, the ugly, um, which I've really tried to do in this process, like, One of the most popular posts I shared on Facebook the other day was like, you know, hey, here's some kind of rough things that have happened Mm -hmm. on this beautiful trip to Spain. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that because I'm still having similar challenges. But I think because I've given myself some room and permission to breathe and to live and to kind of lean into those challenges, they really aren't as, you know, tough Mm -hmm. or, or, overwhelming as, as they might've been. And so just, and, and a lot of that I can contribute to my community. There are a bunch of amazing people. I'm truly blessed. Um, you know, Rick, we've talked a little bit, like I still haven't found that life partner and I'm hoping someday that that will happen. And, And I believe part of that reason though, is that I have more friends and family than most people. And I'm truly mm-hmm. blessed to have that community. And, and I, I encourage people to seek out the people who are in alignment with what they want to do with their life.
0: I agree a hundred percent. I think we become such a society of <clears throat> likes and comments and all this stuff with social media that we forget sometimes that just being who we are and not worrying about if somebody's going to like what we said. In fact, one of my buddies, Chris Brogan, who's a social media expert. He's been around for years and years and years. He recently just wrote an article. Actually, I think just in the last couple of days, I saw it. Uh, he wrote an article about why he talks about his depression. and He put it up on Medium and he's posted a couple of times on Facebook about this. And some people are like, what are you doing, man? You're like this social media guru and you're talking about the real shit. He's like, of course I'm talking about the real shit because that's the real life. We work so much in this closet, (laughs) you know, no but intended. uh, Let's make it all kind of look rosy, but, and I don't do this to get the likes. I, I say some stuff sometimes because it's like, here's the real deal. This is what's going on in life. And when you posted that post, I was like celebrating you so much because it showed, gosh, yes, she's traveling the world and everything, but guess what? She's a little bit scared. And she's a little (laughs) bit frustrated and she forgot her umbrella and she got totally soaked someplace the other day. And I thought this is what makes genuine, authentic stuff really hit home and reach people. If I said coming out of the closet was like this piece of cake walk and here's the 10 things you do and blah, 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 blah. I would be feeding people a line of bullshit. But when I say, you know what, this is going to be tough and your wife or your husband might turn on you completely And your parents might not like you and you might not have any friends in this realm, but you're going to be 100% you. And that's what's important. It's When we realize these are the things that make us who we are, that help us step forward to do the thing we're being called to do, we step away from all the stuff that people think we need to be doing. And you're just so living it right now. And I'm so excited for you and everything that you're doing. And um, I hope you just continue to be this beautiful multi-potentialite and just go for it every chance you get, girlfriend. And um, hopefully you'll decide to come home one of these days. But if not, hey, go enjoy the world because um, that's actually part of what you've been called to do. So um, any last minute thoughts you want to throw at the listeners Tell them, you know, Hey, it's not all roses or it is kind of roses. Every day is good. Some days are bad. Anything you want to share before we wrap it up here?
1: You know, I would just say that, um, just show up and be you. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, the ugly, being authentic, being true. You know, of course, nobody likes a complainer. So if that's all you do, well, let's work on that. But yeah. if you are a generally optimistic person and you can say, hey, here's here's my struggles. You know, here's where I, I need some help. Here's where I need some support. People want to help you. People want to support you. And you owe it to yourself to live this life in your most authentic and truly meaningful way, mm-hmm. um, and if you don't, then you're selling yourself short. And yeah. I think life's pretty freaking awesome. So um, yeah. that's that's all I Man, can say. Go and be
0: you. Yes, exactly. But I'm going to add to that because it's such an interesting thing that we're ending here because so many people, I'm afraid, don't know what it means to be themselves. And so before you can show up to be you, you need to go define who you are, and trust us. <laughs> I know Vanessa and I have been through this and we continue to go through it. There is no end to what I'm about to say. You never stop figuring out who you really are. There is no end point to this because every day, kind of like, you know, when Vanessa said, you know, you got to like make the rules and then create new rules. Well, the same thing with being who you are. There are certain days I know who I am and then something will crop up. Okay, well now I got to figure out how I want to fit in there. And that's the beauty to me of being human and being on this beautiful journey because every day you're given a chance to make a bold move. Every day you're given a chance to come out of some closet and every day you're given the opportunity to live life on your terms, being you. So uh, I think we covered much, pretty much everything we could in like 30 some minutes today, girlfriend.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on and thank you for your listeners to tuning in.
0: And we're going to have a little link. So if you want to like date Vanessa, I'll, I'll, I'll hook you guys <laughs> up. I'm, I'm determined. I'm going to find this girl, a man in her life because she's a beautiful gal. She's a loving person. She's got everything going on. And if you're the lucky guy, you might just get to travel the world with her. So um,
1: Yeah. Know. Hey, we can add a matchmaker to your exactly, profile exactly well, hey, right? I've done a, a little bit
0: of that. <laughs> trust me. So, all right, girlfriend. Well, hey, be safe. Thanks so much for sharing yourself. Keep your big, beautiful heart open and love you, love you, love you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Love you too, Rick.
0: All right, there you have it. Another episode of Life on Closet has come to an end, but that's okay. We're going to be back in just a couple of days sharing more stories, tips, tricks, and wisdom for helping you live your life on Closet. And you know what? You can share too. Just take a few moments if you like and if you believe in this podcast and share it with someone you know today. Share it from your phone, go share it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Maybe even give us a rating and review because you know what? It's all about the planet living their life uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens, host of the show and the guy who helps you make those big, bold moves. And I hope you never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. Catch you real soon. Take care, everyone.